Whether you're a donor, a recipient, or just someone who is really into pushing yourself physically in the spirit of competition, be sure to check out the National Kidney Registry's Donor Games at livingdonorgames.org. The 2024 schedule of virtual open competitions will drop in mid-October, and you'll be able to register for these events starting in November. Welcome to episode two of One is Enough, the official podcast of the National Kidney Registry. There's a bit of buzz in the air around here because we are recording this episode just days before our third annual Donor Games Championship being held in Stamford, Connecticut. I'm not even sure if I know what that is, but this is a pretty special event for a group of really elite living donor athletes. And we wanted to take this opportunity while it's literally right here in front of us to discuss it in the podcast. In addition to the two donor athletes we'll be speaking with, who better to talk donor games with than my co-host, Samantha Hill. Now, Samantha, since you've been around since the advent, that's a big of word. Of donation? No, the <laughs> advent, well, sort I feel of. really that old. Was, Samantha, that was the last episode. That was the first episode, yeah. yes, you're correct. No, since the advent of donor games... I was hoping you could give some background as to why the National Kidney Registry decided to create and sponsor the Donor Games. You know, I feel like my role on this podcast is just to be a living archive of why we did stuff. Well, if we didn't have you, then we wouldn't have a <laughs> podcast. So this is true. relish in that moment. I don't know if I should. But um, anyway, so the reason we created the Donor Games, uh, it, it was kind of a twofold situation. So one... Um, there's this, this idea out there that living kidney donation negatively impacts your, your physical ability. Yeah. Uh, post-donation. I think there's a, a study, right? Like 75%? Yeah. Correct. So when we first started, it was actually at 80%. Wow. The population believed that donating a kidney negatively impacts your health post-donation. Since we've started the donor games, that number has dropped to 75. Um, we hope for it to go lower. Wow. The other side of that was quite honestly, I think we were just a little bit bored during COVID and um, trying to figure out a way to get um, some some momentum in the in the community of donors on something that our founder, my father, absolutely adored, which was working out. So he does love the donor games, right? He really does. <laughs> Unfortunately, he cannot participate. Um, there are a couple of comments in some of the YouTube's. YouTube videos lately um, about the Donor Games, you know, wondering where he's been and whatnot. Unfortunately, he's been injured. So oh, um, this he's must not crush allowed. him. It does. You have no idea. He's miserable. He wishes he could do it so badly. Is he going to show up to this Donor Games to support all the elite athletes? Yes, he will definitely be there. He awesome. will be cheering everybody on. He'll probably, you know, be pushing a certain few of his his buddies up there that he talks to and trash talks with routinely throughout the year. Uh, he'll definitely be there, and it'll, he'll awesome. definitely be having fun on that. But I, I'm sure part of him will be hurting that he can't be can't be working out with everybody. So the first Donor Games Virtual Open was held in uh, June of 2022. Do you remember how many uh, contestants or uh, competitors you had? No, but actually. Um, I believe it was actually a little before that. Oh, was it? Um, so it was an unofficial one, um, but it was started by a donor by the name of Kevin Kilkenny out of Long Island, who just happened to know my father. Uh, he didn't even donate through the NKR, but he donated on behalf of his brother a long time ago. And he 
email, he sent an email blast to a couple of his um, PT patients. He was a, he's a physical therapist. And he said, hey, let's do a pull-up cha- a push-up challenge since none of us can go to the gym because it's 2020. Whoever can do the most or closest to 400 or some, some ridiculous number. Right. And so that kind of got everything started. That's pretty cool. Could you um, describe a couple of the uh, opens that we had throughout the year that led us to this championship that's going to happen in a few days? Yeah, there was certainly a large variety of, of open competitions this year. We actually introduced two new ones. The Bonnyman was the new one, right? I know the swim was, but the Bonnyman was the other one, right? Okay, so um, we introduced two new uh, workouts this year. One being the Bonnyman and the other actually being a swim. And the swim was because of an online poll we took um, of general athletes to say, okay, well, if we move away from the CrossFit idea a little bit, what would you like to see? And swim was one of the the highest ranks. So we did that as a donors only, uh, just because we were a little worried that would be hard to judge. And it turned out great. We got a bunch of new donors to the competition, um, completely new faces. It was awesome. Mike, do you have any idea how many athletes we're expecting for this event this year? I think I do, because I did all their bios this morning. I believe it's nine women and 11 men. And if my math serves me right, and I really am not good at math, that comes to 20. I think that works, yes. I don't, oh think, I don't think we need a calculator gosh, for that. gosh, Mrs. McGillicuddy, my math teacher from fourth grade would be so happy. Uh, she's probably dead, but sure. <laughs> and I didn't have a teacher, Mrs. McGillicuddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to say that the donor games has proven that an individual can donate a kidney and return to optimal athletic performance post-donation when you see what some of these athletes are able to do in these competitions. In honor of donor games, uh, we are pleased to be joined by basically the queen of the donor games, Mimi Mahan, who has been in pretty much, I think, every single Open we've ever had. Yeah. Has won every championship we've ever had for the women's donors. I think And almost won almost every open as well. So, I mean, was there even any question as to, you know, who to have on to talk about the donor games? No, no, definitely not. So Mimi is a living donor. She donated in 2017 on behalf of her mother, Nikki, who has also competed with us a few times uh, in the recipient category. Uh, Mimi went back to work as a collegiate softball and strength coach two and a half weeks after surgery. Wow. Definitely going to have to ask her about that. Um, She has since opened her own gym, Mahan Strength and Fitness, and has expanded her family with the birth of her two sons, Nico and Luca, since donating. So she's been busy. They are the most adorable children. I see them on Facebook. I see them on Instagram. (laughs) I'm I'm old, so I do Facebook. Clearly. Mimi, thank you so much for joining us today. Now let's stop talking like you're not in the room. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you for having me. And you put a large target on my back. Saturday with that introduction. So that's perfect. Everyone's going to be coming for me. Yeah, but you put that target. (laughs) I think you put that target on yourself when you won everything. I know. I know. I'm excited, but we have some good competition. So it's going to be awesome. This is true. So, who are you worried about? I would say since day one, Ronnie and Darlene. I think the three of us go head to head, but there's a lot of new names, you know, coming in, a lot of new faces. And, but I have a lot of respect for. Ronnie and Darlene. They're really good athletes. I mean, Ronnie and Darlene have also been kind of like you um, and been in since pretty much the beginning. Not not quite as since you have, but uh, they've definitely been in for a while as well. It's always fun to see them. They're such wonderful people. 
Uh, but there are some new faces, which should make things interesting. We're hoping it makes things interesting. I have to tell you, after last year's championship, sat down with Ronnie, eating lunch after it's all said and done. And she said, there's a hashtag going around in her family. Hashtag beat Mimi. Really? 2023. Talk so, about a target. I was like, Jeez. oh, right. So did you poison her lunch? Yeah, for sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. That kind of She's ties awesome. into the first question I want to ask How? you is... What? How does poisoning tie into a question, Mike? <laughs> With, uh, my, maybe you're suddenly allowed to plead the fifth on this show, okay? I read in an article somewhere that you poisoned your last competitor and that they... No. Uh, it goes to the first question that I wanted to ask you, which is, how did you ever even hear about the donor games? So I remember um, seeing an ad on Facebook and... I literally, I think I was tagged in a post, but I thought this is not real life. I cannot believe um, there's an online CrossFit competition for specifically kidney donors. Um, so I thought, well, let's see what this is about. Um, and it happened to be kind of during the height of the pandemic. I was living in Boston. I was training um, and I just gathered a bunch of my training clients and friends and we went to a park and put up the phone and and did it. I think uh, still to this day, I will say the most stressful part of those online competitions is the recording of the competitions. <laughs> and hope I think that first one was like a 45-minute workout. And I'm like, one, is my phone going to turn off in the middle of this and I'm going to have to restart? Or, you know, so that's always, I think that's the most stressful part is just videoing them. But um, as Samantha said earlier, I think during that time, we were all kind of looking for something to do. So it, it came into my life at the perfect time. Yeah, absolutely. I think you are not alone in thinking that the most stressful part is getting the video correct. We've we've had to have people redo it simply because the video was wrong. We couldn't cer see certain things and whatnot. So it, it, that can get really tricky. And we're trying we try to be as as clear as we can on where to put the camera, but you know, inevitably, human oh, error yeah. happens. It's just technology. Yep, gets in the way. Absolutely. So what makes this competition so special to you? Well, like I said, I think during that time I was really looking for something, um, you know, to compete in or to do. Um, and, and fast forwarding a few years later, I just can't believe that it's growing as much as it has. And I'm, I'm, I'm still having this opportunity to compete. Um, going back to, you know, we talked about I donated in 2017. I did go um, back to coaching right away. But the biggest thing is I just kind of thought for me, I wasn't going to be an athlete anymore. You know, I was coaching and I love coaching, but I, I still like being an athlete myself, as you probably can see um, through these competitions. So um, I just thought, you know, after donating that I would still train and work out, but it just wouldn't be at the same intensity. I was a little scared of too much strength training or just some of the things I had heard about protein intake to support muscle growth and all these things. Um, and then when the donor, came, donor games came into my lap in 2020, and I started training with more of a purpose. Um, I've seen big changes in my own health and, and fitness because of it. So I actually feel healthier now than I think I did before donating. So, um, yeah, it just really gives me passion and purpose. So you mentioned that you thought you were going to have to stop. Mm -hmm. You actually believed that after donating, you, you would have to not work out like you loved. Mm -hmm. Why is that? What happened? So I distinctly remember um, I... Prior to donating, I did compete in a lot of different things. I did CrossFit. I did powerlifting, bodybuilding, um, strongman, where you like pull 
cars down the street. I did, I did trucks. I have pictures. (laughs) Yeah. Um, sometimes they pop up on my Facebook time hop and I'm like, I did that, you know, but I did do that. And I loved it because after playing, um, I played college softball and after playing college sports, I was just looking for a competitive outlet. Um, and I happened to, to go to a gym that did a lot of those, um, kind of outlier sports, like, um, strongman and powerlifting and that sort of thing. So I lifted a lot and I actually, at the time, so I moved to Indianapolis to be closer to my mom um, when I did donate. So I was living just about two hours away. And I remember sitting in the gym that I was training at, getting ready to do a back squat. And the coach at the time was very proud that I wanted to donate, but very concerned for me. Like you could just tell. He was like, are you sure? Like if you can't do the things that you love to do, are you sure? And that was kind of what I had been told that – I wouldn't be able to to lift like I was or just to be aware of certain precautions. Like we talk a lot about protein intake and that sort of thing. Um, so I just remember standing there thinking, that's okay. I'd rather do this for my mom. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. And then now, seven years later, my mom's doing well and I'm doing well and I can do everything that I want. Um, so now my my purpose now and the donor games has completely helped facilitate this is to kind of debunk some of those myths, even around how much protein you can have. Um, Mm -hmm. I track my protein every day, how much protein I'm intaking. Um, and I was really concerned about that. Um, and actually I went and had my labs tested this past January and my creatinine level is the best it's ever been now. What was it? It was 1.31 after donating. And now I'm down to 1.2, which is just the, the top end of healthy. Oh my gosh. I found something that I could beat Mimi What Mahana. is yours? 1.12. That just means I have more muscle than you. <laughs> <laughs> that is not I'm surprising. <laughs> yeah. So if you have more muscle mass, you, your creatinine yeah, is usually a little a higher. But also, I'll give it to you. You also, this is something <laughs> that, that I learned recently from my nephrologist about protein intake. And it's kind of from the recipient side, um, as my stuff usually is, um, in that- the idea that protein negatively impacts your kidney or you shouldn't have it if your kidneys are going down, obviously speak to your doctor first. I'm not a doctor, but the idea of it comes from the fact that when you process protein, your body produces creatine, hmm. which is very closely linked to creatinine and yep. can thus show an elevated creatinine because you've eaten a lot of meat, but it's an artificial inflation. So it might wow. look like your kidney's not doing as well as it is, but it just means that you, you know, maybe had an extra burger the other night or something. Wow. So this whole this went to like a whole medical show now. It did, and none of us have any medical degrees. Talk to your doctor first. Don't sue yeah. us. Thank you for that public service announcement. <laughs> Always talk to your doctor first. Correct. We are Do- not medical professionals. Do not take the medical advice of Samantha and Michael. But Correct. here's the thing. Maybe Mimi, because she's a strength person. Yes, but-, but no, I cannot tell you how much protein to have for an individual. That's true. That, however, I think the takeaway is that. Um, cookie cutter advice is yeah. not the way to go. So, Absolutely. you know, if a doctor says like, it's going to take this much time to recover and you're going to be able to do this or not be able to do this, or this is how much protein and this is how, you know, you have to start to learn your own body. And I think what's really, um, you know, been prevalent with the donor games is there are a group of um, very active, you know, elite donors, if you will, that live a little bit of a different lifestyle. And then people can hopefully realize that they don't have to have those limitations on their lifestyle after donating. Yeah, absolutely. So 
having competed in everything and you know like i said earlier you are kind of the queen of of the donor games uh you're one of the biggest proponents for getting new workouts into the rotation and i always try to push that myself um on your behalf but so we have added some new ones this year um but even of the old ones what was your, been your favorite so i think most people would say that i would pick grace 30 clean and jerks for time because that's kind of a wheelhouse workout for me um, I was proud to continue to PR that over the last couple times that we've done. I think we've done it, what, four times, three or four times. But that one we do every year. But that's not my easy favorite. What were you going to say? Can I raise yes. my hand for all of those you can't see? What is a clean and jerk? It's taking the barbell from the ground to over your head. Oof, okay. Yeah. It's very painful. 95 pounds <laughs> for women. So you would think that's my favorite Absolutely. because it's in my wheelhouse, but- the truth is, I like the variations of Murph because really because I don't like doing Murph. So yeah. <laughs> you all, thank you, have made me step up my game. Wow! Because I really don't mm. like to do it. And so I, um, prior to the donor games, I had done Murph maybe two or three times, um, and I avoid it. I'm like, I don't want to do that workout. Uh, you Nobody know, hundred pull ups, and. Um, because of the donor games, I have really stepped up my body weight strength game with pull-ups and push-ups and air squats and trying to be more efficient with those movements. So, you know, if it's easy, it's not worth it. I, I like a good challenge. I think you're the only person alive who would say she likes the Murph <laughs> yeah. the most. Because I don't like it, I like it. I, yeah. I feel like this is a one is enough exclusive. I think so, too. Everybody who's listening, and, I, you know, we said this before, we have millions of listeners Mimi Mahan loves the Murph. It's one guy in his basement. <laughs> we haven't confirmed that yet. <laughs> it's Sebastian in his basement. <laughs> so you are obviously passionate about health and fitness and also passionate about living kidney donation. We talk a lot on this podcast about normalizing the conversation about living kidney donation. And obviously that happened for you because of your mom's health. But what do you think moves the needle for other elite athletes like yourself to start considering kidney donation? I think like I talked about, it's just realizing that there's no limitations after donating. Um, and I, I say this a lot too, but you gain more than you lose through donating. Um, my joke in the past has been that you, you lose one kidney, but I think that your heart has to grow. And I, I know you can relate to that, Mike, because it just makes you feel different. You gain empathy and um, your perspective changes in all the best ways. Your relationships are better because you care about people more and you realize what the body's capable of. Um, so I just think continuing to get that out there that by giving, you're getting way more ultimately. Yeah. And the other thing is, um, I don't know if you've seen this in the news, like speaking of how CrossFit is intertwined with um, the donor games, is there's Two really great athletes, Tia Toomey, um, who is the reigning champion of the um, CrossFit Games, and Annie Thor's daughter. And they both had babies recently mm -hmm. and came back really quickly. And that was inspiring to me um, because that's, uh, I, I mean, that's such a huge hit on the body to have a baby. And I think that's like, to me, I compare those a lot just because of how the surgery is. Mike, again, wouldn't know about that. I don't know about that. But I can imagine that, um, you know, having a major abdominal surgery and sure. the recovery, I work with a lot of uh, pre-postnatal clients. And it seems like there's a lot of similarities in terms of like 
the beating that the core takes and getting that back and um, building the strength. So with all that being said, um, I think seeing more women be able to have babies and bounce back and compete at that high level, that correlates to donating a kidney and bouncing back at a high level. So continuing to see, um, I'm going to shout out the strong women being able to go through these things with their body and then come back even stronger after. I mean, that's so inspiring to me. Uh, So I think, yeah, just continuing to to showcase what we can do. Well, on that note, you came back pretty quick. Uh, You were back to to training two and a half weeks after. I mean, I, that's pretty, pretty fast. I know when my donor donated, uh, it was actually kind of funny. Uh, he was running around Times Square cause he'd never been to Manhattan before, uh, a day and a half after donating oh the, to the point where the surgeons were telling us, okay, he's not listening to us. You guys have to tell him to slow down or he's going to hurt himself. And we were yeah. like, we have no control over this man. Are you kidding yeah. me? He's 23 and been to Manhattan for the first time with his family. <laughs> it, and he's, you know, related to my father, there's no hope. But, you know, I, I, what, what was that recovery like being so fast for you? Because that is quick. What were you, what were you told by, by your the specialist that you saw? I was told four to six weeks to take right. four to six weeks off. I was coaching college softball at the time. Um, we did have a camp for high school athletes, like a recruiting camp at the three week mark. And so I actually was like, well, I have to go back to work. We have a camp and I'm going. And um, I think my family thought, Mimi, you're crazy, but you always do what you want to do. So we're not going to stop you this time. So I went back to work. It had its challenges. You know, Mm -hmm. let's be real. That's a very um, physical job to coach softball. So there was a couple changes I had to make, but um, all in all, you know, it, it was great. And I think if you can do a physical job like that a few weeks after, and then that was the start of our season. It didn't get easier. Right. That right. was the start of an entire, you know, three-month softball season where I'm hitting batting practice. Uh, I mean, um, hitting ground balls, throwing batting practice, you know, doing a lot of physical work at, day in and day out. Mm-hmm. So you're about to embark upon your third Donor Games Championship, defending your crown, so to speak. Uh, any thoughts on how far the Donor Games has come since 2020? And how would you like to see the Donor Games grow in the future? So we said there's nine women competing. How many did we have the last two years? I think it was only about 10. So it's been in that ballpark at the championship. Uh, We've certainly been growing in our opens, um, especially bringing in that swim and bringing in, you know, more um, aerobic athletes versus CrossFit athletes. Um, So we have been bringing more in, but for the championship, we've got nine. Yeah, I definitely see a lot of growth. Like just thinking about the beginning. I mean, I've said you know, Ronnie, Darlene, such great athletes, but there's just more and more really strong women that are coming into it. And to be honest with you, I enjoy watching the men. Sometimes in between my events, I really should be resting, but we've got a good battle over there. You you know, you got Justin Jay. I'm a big Garrett fan, so I'm upset when you said he's not competing that kind of you know. Well, I I was hoping that someone would um, unseat the male champion from last year, which is a young young gentleman named Cody Maynard, who will be competing this year. And I think he started doing a little bit of a dance when he heard that Garrett was um, uh, not going to be competing because I think Garrett would crush him. Easily. I'd love (laughs) to see that matchup. I think Justin is going to uh, do well. Um, We'll see. Cody is a question mark because I know he's had some things going on as well, too. 
So we'll see. I think he uh, he plays a lot of pickleball these days. I don't know how much he's working on his pull-up game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much that'll help for CrossFit. Yeah, I like pickleball, but um, what what would you like to see in the future for the donor games? Like, would you are there things that you know we haven't done that you'd like to? Yeah, if you could see? design a workout, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but if you could design a workout, what would you have us do? Well, first, I would like to see the regional competitions that I know there's been some talk about, like right. trying to, I know, you know, logistically, that's a, a bigger project, but although the virtual is great, if we can get in person, sure. of course, that's always the best. So if we could do that, that would be an amazing, um, you know, kind of pivot from the virtual. And then in terms of a workout, I think because there are so many endurance athletes that are interested, I have thought about like a triathlon but at the gym so bike run row mm -hmm. something like that that would be more for the championship that would not be one that we would film but i yeah. think that would be cool now i know you can't tell by looking at me because i'm so physically uh fit but what about for just normal people like me that that i don't do crossfit um i probably personally would not uh apply to uh, uh compete in the donor games championship what what about something for? I've seen you walk a block at least. Yeah, that's, that's, that's about as much the, as I can. So, what, run the bike, run. Could row. I do that, that be, Mimi? Absolutely. I can't help what place you get in, but you can definitely finish it. <laughs> I, well, you, you are you saying that if we come up actually, with this, I can actually help you. If, if yeah, we you, wait, you do wait, that for wait, a living. Can you, be, you can be my project. I would be. Oh, I gotta see this. Twenty twenty four. My project is to get you on the podium for one of the workouts. It's probably gonna be the very short podium, but I'm all in. Are you all in? Yeah. Talk about an exclusive. I Maybe think I love if you. I, if I say yes, can we just edit it out? No. <laughs> no the, oh, way. So, I'm not so, letting that happen. They can't see this, but Sebastian just said he's not. You're programming tonight. I will have it too. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, I have, I have a bicycle at home too. <laughs> there we go. It's from 1952. It has need? a little pedally um, rosebud basket on and, it. And you should see the bell. I go ding, 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 ding. It's so cute. <laughs> think about how inspiring it would be to see you. Step up your game. Do you know what? That would be inspiring. Mm -hmm. And I think on I'm that, inspired. I'm inspired right now. I'm fired up. I wish it was Saturday. So do I for many other reasons, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us today, Mimi. Thank you, especially for putting Mike on the spot like that and getting him to finally work out. And for being such a champion of athletics and fitness in the donor community. You can learn more about the podcast by visiting kidneyregistry.org slash one. When you're there, you can sign up to be on our email list so that you'll be the first to know when we drop a new episode. And trust me, you want to be the first to know.